Hey, Sulis. After a night downtown cheering on our beloved UND men's hockey team and hanging with friends, there is no other way to end your night than with a nice Deeks pizza. Get your pizza fix or kick it up a notch with one of the five bold wing flavors by ordering from our personal favorite late night joint. Our friends at Deeks Pizza are giving our Sioux Light listeners free delivery on all online orders. Use the promo code LIGHT at checkout. That's promo code L-I-T-E at checkout for free delivery. Go to www.deekspizza.com to get your fix. Also, don't forget to give Deeks a follow on Instagram and TikTok for chances to win free Deeks Pizza and merch. God bless Sioux Hockey and God bless Deeks Pizza. All right, Sulis, we got a huge week for Sioux Athletics here and also a huge episode for Sioux Light. Uh, this one's packed for all of us. Uh, we obviously look to our football correspondent, Brady Leach, to talk some NDSU-UND football, which is uh, this Saturday in the Alaris Center for the first time since 2003. And for our hockey preview, uh, obviously UND plays their exhibition game against Bemidji State. Uh, the same night that UND football plays NDSU. So we look to University Hockey for our hockey preview. We're also going to be giving an NCHC preview here. Um, uh, so, yeah, how are the boys feeling right now? This is going to be a hell of an episode. I'll turn this over to T-Rod here. You look eager to yeah. tell us how you're feeling. I, this is such a so exciting, right? We've been waiting for this weekend, uh, this Saturday, since we've come to school here, and I'm sure that you guys have been waiting for this weekend for a long time. Um, if there was... Smelling salts in a day, that's Saturday, all right? <laughs> We're going to be wired all day, okay? All day just living on cloud nine. So, um, I mean, we're lo- really looking forward to it. It's a great episode. Uh, I got some great interviews in store. Um, obviously, words can't describe how excited we are. Yeah, I've never been more motivated to do my homework ever in my life just for the fact that it's not going to get done as soon as the clock ticks to Saturday. I mean, I am so excited for this weekend. We've had... October 2nd circuit on our calendars for for months, for months and months and months. Over a year. Over a year. We've just been stoked to have NDSU in the Alaris Center and then to have UND Hockey at night. It's just a cherry on top. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, so the boys are very excited. for. Um, I'm going to throw this one right back to you, Fuchs. Uh, you know, October 2nd, you mentioned we've had it circled on the calendar forever. Uh, why don't you walk us through Brady Leach? We saw what the eyes of a player uh, later in this episode, what uh, the game day experience is like for a player for such a heated rivalry. But why don't you tell us what's on uh, your agenda for game day this upcoming Saturday? Well, this Saturday, it's uh, it's big in my household. I mean, both my sister and I are currently students at the University of North Dakota, and we are raised in the household of uh, NDSU alum. So it's a little uh, trouble in paradise. And in my household, obviously, my parents are rooting for NDSU, and they're telling me it's not going to happen. And uh, I'm rooting for UND, and it's obviously I am very, I wouldn't say confident that it's going to happen, but hopeful and extremely optimistic that it's going to happen. So, yeah, a little trouble in paradise. Uh, who knows if I'm going to be talking to my parents on Saturday at all. We might have to kind of shut down correspondence with them. But uh, when it comes to Saturday, man, it's going to be it's going to be a fun day. We're going to have uh, a little get-together before the tailgate, and then obviously the tailgate. Uh, head to the football game, take a little breather, eat some food after the football game, head right to the Ralph, 
hear Phil Collins sing his be- his beautiful voice and uh, watch some Sioux hockey and then hopefully not get into any trouble downtown afterwards. Before I throw this over to Tyler, I mean, uh, I think it's all gas, no breaks. If UND wins the football game, though, no breathers. Oh, this town will burn to yep. the ground. Yep. National Ty- championship type parade. Tyler, what's your confidence level going into this football game? Obviously, we talked with Brady about it. Uh, UND, NDSU, last year we saw it happen. It was in the Fargo Dome, so a different atmosphere. Um, uh, but they ran down our throat. Uh, it looked like their offensive line versus our defensive line was versus SEC versus Big Sky. Uh, why, what's, what's your outlook for this upcoming Saturday? Uh, give me a Schefter-type outlook. Well... So NDSU opened as 10.5-point favorites coming into the game, and I think that's a fair number. Um, obviously, it's in the Alaris. Um, fans will be playing a huge part in this game. Uh, emotions are going to be really high, and, and to be honest, it's going to be whatever team can really kind of control those emotions off the get-go uh, because the start is going to be huge. And to be honest, I'm not – I want UND to win. I'm going to root for them hard, but I'm not super optimistic. Uh, I'm not going to be – you know, they're going to win this game. Uh, because NDSU just just is a different program with different athletes. Um, they, it is possible they did play really well. UND played really well against Utah State that first half. They played so good, and I'm like, you know what? This they can do it. They can beat NDSU. They showed glimpses of being in a really elite FCS team during that game. And if they play like that, defensively and offensively and on special teams, they're going to, need to win the game on three all three sides of the ball defensively. Getting to the quarterback is going to be a must, all right, with four guys because they, as Brady Leach said, they have two elite FCS receivers that we have great cornerbacks. They're just better than them. So our pass rush is the pinnacle of our defense, and we're going to need them to come through. And stopping the run game, we know we're going to have to have eight in the box. So that's going to come down to our pass rush stopping the passing game. On offense, we need to run the football. Every all of our whole offense is built off of the run game, the play action, drawing safeties down, and then hitting the electric play. So Otis Way is going to be running hard that whole game again, a Moorhead Fargo guy. So that's what kind of the recipe for success. I'm not drawing up a game plan or anything, but if I was, that's what it would look like. I think Otis Way is going to have his hand stapled to the back of Matt Lewetsko's shoulder pads. And Matt Lewetzko is just going to fucking carry him as far as humanly possible because that's honestly, um, I mean, I've, I've said it before, hand up, not a football guy, but Matt Lewetzko is the number one NFL prospect on UND's team. He's a massive human. He might be the best player on the field when he gets out there. Like really, oh, without be- a doubt. He's the best player on the offense, and I bet you he's the best – He's better than anybody on NDSU's the, defense. But the it comes NFL down to scouts in that guys. building, the NFL scouts in their in that building will be watching uh, without a doubt. Some players on NDSU's roster for sure. Yep. Uh, but I think Willetsko will be the, the highest. Uh, let's hope he gets drafted. I think he's the highest rated NFL prospect out of everyone in that game. And uh, I, I agree with you, Tyler. Going back to your analysis, that Sac City needs to be alive in the Alara Center. 100%. They, they need to get home on that Virginia Tech transfer that NDSU has as their quarterback, and uh, he's proven that he's a pretty uh, respectable FCS quarterback, pretty good uh, against weak competition. Though I must say, but uh, yeah, they haven't played and, anybody. And the key is going to be getting home with four guys. If if it becomes being like the second quarter, third quarter, and we're having to bring five, six guys to rush the passer. We're in trouble now because now, now we're overstepping. All right. Um, so if you see in the first quarter, this is how you're gonna know uh, if you're watching at home. In the first quarter, if they're getting pressure, not even getting home, but making that quarterback move out of the pocket, uh, making some rushed throws with four guys, that's that's really good. That that's that means hey, we can hang in here. We can go punch for punch with them. 
Yeah, I, I agree, and I think that uh, this is the year. Uh, Brady Leach, I keep, we keep referencing that interview, so stay tuned for that <laughs> interview. That's where we're getting a lot of information, but the, our uh, home winning record is something that can't be uh, ignored. Uh, the fourth biggest in the FCS at the moment. So I think this Saturday, uh, it's what UND football fans uh, were looking to make a statement. And another point I wanted to make before we move on to hockey, I think UND football will be hungry. They've been dropping in the polls despite winning football games and not playing football games and losing to FBS teams. Uh, so maybe they think they're being a little disrespected right now in the FCS polls, and uh, they're hungry to move back into the top five with a win over North Dakota 100%. State. And I think that's where they would go. And and Stone Cold Tommy Schuster, I mean, the guy shows no emotions again, Leach interview, but he's going to kind of have to win this game. Otis is going to have some rough sledding early, but, I mean, Tommy Tommy Schuster is going to have to have himself a hell of a game, and he's capable. I mean, you see that guy play. You watch him on TV. You watch him one year in the Olaris. Not a single emotion. I'm sure he's not going to be rattled by the moment, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I am so excited for it. I think the one thing that's been overlooked and not talked about in the Brady Leach interview is the impact that uh, – Luke Skokna could have on this game. I mean, we saw in the Drake game, as soon as he gets outside, outside the numbers, he's a jet and nobody can catch him. If uh, if he can get out wide, even on like a screen play or a little toss play, uh, I think we could look to him to have a huge day, especially if uh, they're plugging up the middle and Otis isn't able to get free. Yeah, and I think um, uh, just to close out, it's a big game. Uh, this means a lot. It means more around here. And uh, this game means more than anything. And uh, I, I think I would get emotional with a win over NDSU. It, it just means more in this household than it does anywhere else. But um, uh, with that being said, let's move on to hockey. If we do lose in football on Saturday, we can always uh, chirp the NDSU fans back and say, hey, we're a hockey school anyway, which feels bad to say and shameless to say, but uh, it feels like something we have to have in our back pocket unless things go bad. Uh, with that being said, let's move on to the NCHC preview. Uh, the conference of hockey, the best college hockey conference uh, around in the nation right now, I would say. Uh, some might dispute that, but uh, we... If they dispute that, they're f losers. Well, you know, who knows? You know, UMass won the national championship last year. Hockey East has a lot of respectable programs. The Big Ten does. The new newly minted CCHA is something that has to be respected. But NCHC, uh, that's what we're going to be looking at here today. So... With that, with that being said, let's go in alphabetical order and kind of uh, look at some names who kind of uh, stand out, maybe some uh, news that comes from any of these programs, and then we're going to each give our uh, Sioux Light preseason poll, which is highly anticipated from the listeners. So let's start with Colorado College. Uh, they have a lot of new things going on this season. They got a new head coach, Chris Mayotte. They also are opening a new arena on campus this Beautiful year. Beautiful arena, by the way. Beautiful arena. I believe it's called the Ed Robson Arena. Uh, is that the correct name for it? Yep. So, uh, yeah, hopefully a highly anticipated season for Colorado College. I feel it's going to be a letdown, though. Uh, they did look for the transfer portal for some help. They got Noah Prokop from UNO, who we do not like here at UND. Mm, not a fan. But, uh, yeah, so just let that be known. Then they also got Danny Waite from Boston College. Uh, not sure how he's going to help out. Uh, some other guys to watch. Hunter McCown had a good uh, freshman season last year. Brian Yoon last year. I remember I had him on my NCHC first-team all-conference. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then uh, they're also losing a stud in the transfer portal. Uh, Garrett Krushchank went to the Gophers. So, Grant Krushchank. Uh, Grant Krushchank. Um, uh, but, uh, yes, Colorado College. 
Uh, also, great uniforms. Uh, what, did, what did we think? I don't think we talked about it last year. What do we think about their new logo, the new branding for the Tigers? So I like the new logo where they just have like the straight-up CC. I'm a big fan of that. Their uniforms last year I was not a fan of, but I think that they actually got new ones this year again. I think they changed it up. I think they heard the music of everybody being like, those are the ugliest jerseys in college hockey. And uh, so I'm, I'm a fan of it. I mean, it's probably it's a pretty good time to be a Colorado College Tiger fan just because you got a new arena, new head coach. It seems like it's just a new uh, new wave in the culture of CC. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they, they decide to figure it out and have a little pretty good year and maybe be uh, somewhat competitive in the NCHC. Obviously, it's really difficult when you're going up against Blue Bloods day in and day out. But uh, look for CC to kind of make a little bit of noise this year. I bet they have at least one or two like pretty big upsets over a top four team. Yeah, and diehard Sioux Light fans know that uh, my allegiance in the NCHC outside of UND lies with Colorado College. Lonzo owns a Colorado College jersey that I believe is, you know, prior to their rebranding, I thought they were known for their uh, best uniforms. But uh, let's move on. Let's stay in the state of uh, Colorado. Let's go to Denver. Um, uh, some notes I made, they're um, obviously always going to be a force to be reckoned with in the NCHC. Uh, some top guys that they're returning, um, Carter Savoy, who was an absolute terror in the pod and beyond, uh, just was scoring goals at Brock Besser level types as a freshman. Um, uh, Antti Tuomisto, also a second round, third round NHL pick uh, on the blue line, Bobby Brink. And then they have uh, Magna Coronavirus uh, as their goalie, who's uh, well-seasoned in the NCHC. Denver, uh, they're going to be a tough team for sure, and I could see them yeah. uh, playing into March. They missed the NCAA tournament, though, last year, right? So it's a letdown year. They're going to be hungry this year. Yeah, obviously, credit to Denver. They did miss the NCAA tournament last year. They, If we remember right, they did have some COVID troubles towards the end of the year that kind of held them out and kind of hurt them a little bit, especially in the NCHC tournament. But uh, like you said, Carter Savoy, that guy, it was nuts. He's, uh, he's probably got the worst hair in hockey, but also, like, Great hockey player. Bobby Brink, he was on the world junior team. Minnetonka kid, he looked to him to be one of the best forwards in the NCHC this year. He's got to be, what, a junior or senior at this point. He's been around. He knows how it goes. And then Magnus Krona, coronavirus. Coronavirus. Obviously, that, that one's <laughs> that one's way too easy. Yeah, but that guy's been, easy. once again, that guy's he's a veteran of the NCHC. He's got to be a senior or a fifth year at this point. And he, he knows the... He knows the league and he knows the guys and he's a tough he's a big player he's a tough guy to score on so yeah and just talk about Denver really quick I mean that game and the frozen face off that UND played Denver you saw Denver backs against the wall they had to win playing that. for their season yeah they were playing for their season and they w they were a great team that game like that was the best game that I watched in the Ralph that year that beats the St Cloud game watching that game was was awesome. Mag Magna Coronavirus, however the fuck you say his name, he was outstanding. And he he can win games by himself. He's he's that kind of goalie, and we saw that. He almost won that Frozen Faceoff semifinal last year, and that's, uh, like you said, like Denver, for me, is going to be a top three team in the NCHC this year. Yeah, and I don't want to get a little too long-winded on one team. We'll speed it up here as we go on. But, Tyler, you're going to be the drunk guy in the stands chanting Coronavirus at the goalie when Denver comes to the Ralph, aren't and, you? And I'll oh, be 100%. right next to him doing it, too. That's <laughs> yeah, what we did last year. Of course 100%. we're going to do it this year. Uh, it's too easy. Too easy. And uh, right now um, uh, we're going to move on to Miami. Uh, they've kind of been the punching bag of the NCHC the last couple of years. They They're will the continue to be. They're in the second season of the Chris Bergeron regime. Um, uh, he came from Bowling Green. He brought with him a former player f in the transfer portal, Will Cullen. Uh, he was known for that dirty hit last year against Mankato. Uh, 
Good defenseman, though. Uh, he's going to put up some points for him. He's trying to change the culture in Miami. Bergeron is. They also got Doshke and 21 Savage, a Sulite favorite. So Miami, I don't think much needs to be said about them. What, what do you guys think? Can we move on? I guess one note on Miami is the fact that aside from they actually had more transfers in the transfer portal than North Dakota. So obviously Bergeron's doing work. He's trying to change the culture around there. And like I said, it's only good for the NCHC if all the teams can be competitive because, I mean, it's already a sick conference, but if you had all eight teams that are able to compete for tournament spots, it just makes it hockey porn. Yeah, obviously we'll root for them in non-conference and when they're playing uh, UND's rivals, so to say, in the NCHC, the St. Clouds and the Duluth and the Denvers, we'll root for them as well. Uh, with that being said, let's move on to UND's most hated rival, I'd say, in the NCHC, especially after what they did to us last uh, season in the NCAA tournament. Uh, it's all fresh in our memories, the five-overtime game. Uh, but Duluth is going to be a force to reckon with again. Uh, they lose some talent, but they're also bringing back the likes of Wyatt Kaiser, Kobe Bender, Louis Rail, Noah Cates. And then they bring in another uh, guy from Miami who we just talked about, Casey Gilling. Uh, he was a top point getter for them. Uh, they bring back all their goaltenders as well. So uh, Duluth, I can see them being in the Frozen Four contention uh, for, what, the fifth straight year? Yeah, I don't think that's a, a stretch by any means. I Duluth is always going to be a good team. Scott Sandlin, I mean, arguably top coach in college hockey. Um, he knows how to create a program, and he knows how to keep guys around. Like you said, those names, Kaiser, Bender, Noah Cates, and then adding in Casey Gilling, who was already one of the best players in the NCHC last year. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Obviously, look, their their decor might be a little uh, little shaky compared to, to where we've seen them in the past. But uh, Right. They lose Wolfie. I remember he was an absolute uh, thunderous defenseman who would mm-hmm. lay heavy. He would lay the body pretty heavy. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I don't think Duluth is going to be any slouch by any stretch of any terms. So, obviously, Duluth is going to be good again. I'm looking forward to seeing them in the Ralph in uh, in November. I uh, think for the we go rematch. To, to, Duluth. to Duluth. I think we go to Duluth in February. Ooh. Uh, it's going to be frigid cold. That's a really cold I'm time to go to, to Duluth. Love that. You have to. I, I, we'll put that on the back burner, but I just thought about that sitting here. I've, I would love to go to an away game. We are going to Nashville, but uh, Sue Light, maybe uh, we'll kind of question the audience a little bit. Uh, I don't know what NCHC arena would be the best arena for us to visit. Duluth would be up there. I've actually seen the game there before. St. Cloud's uh, just a concrete box. Yeah, St. Cloud's no better than uh, Jamestown's uh, Wilson Arena. So Hey, hey no. <laughs> hey, uh, great arena. Great arena, but for a Division I uh, NCHC hockey program, you'd expect a little bit more. Uh, however, let's move on before we get to our preseason polls. We only got a few teams left. Uh, now let's go to UNO, Omaha. Um, uh, obviously, there's heated tensions. UND is very familiar with them, playing them, what, eight times last season. I think it was maybe 20 in a row Yeah, so to end the year. I don't know about you guys. I can let you guys talk about the analysis even further, but I'm not worried about them because the last couple times we played them, it was uh, over two goal deficits each game. So um, uh, I think UND has their number. We know what to expect. We've reloaded, and uh, I don't think they've really reloaded. They, all they, they do bring some guys back. They're going to be a respectable team. They made the tournament last year, embarrassed the NCHC in the NCAA tournament by losing to the Gophers by, what, four-plus goals. So uh, what, what do you guys think about uh, Omaha? I, I think you nailed it. I mean, I think that they're just going to be there, maybe a middle-of-the-pack program, maybe give UND some fits one night. They'll battle for home ice in they'll, the NCHC playoffs. That's their goal They'll home be, ice. Yeah, they'll be, like, mid-tier and then – and then, like I said, maybe upset uh, Duluth or, or uh, Cloud or something, but 
that again, that's their ceiling. Um, I don't like them. Nobody here likes them. Um, we did raise uh, the fuck was that trophy? Penrose. The Penrose right in front of their face. So Sad. they can they can you know whatever. Some players I do like though. I'm just gonna I'd be remiss if I didn't point it out. I like Martin Sundberg a lot. He was a freshman from Sweden last year who kind of uh, tore on the scene in the pod. Uh, made a pretty terror run. Taylor Ward is also a fun player to watch. So. UNO, they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack team. Uh, they're going to be a bubble team in the NCAA tournament and compete for home ice and NCHC. I think that's their ceiling. You hit the nail on the head also. Connor, what's your assessment? I hate Johnny Tyconic. And I think that's enough to be said about yeah. o- about Omaha at that point. We definitely do hate Johnny Tyconic over here at Sioux Light. But uh, let's move on to St. Clown. Um, uh, they lost in the national championship last year. Uh, they made a good run. They finally won some games in the NCAA tournament. Let's give them their applause. But uh, it was a huge letdown. They bring everybody back, though, so expectations are high. St. Cloud, uh, they're going to be along with, I think it's regional again. I think it's going to be the traditional powers, UND, Duluth, St. Cloud, and Denver that are going to be battling for the Penrose. Uh, the guys they bring back, Henchies, Brodzinski, who got hurt. If he's healthy, who knows how that national championship goes. So uh, St. Cloud, of course, uh, going to be troubled this year. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I think one big name that you failed to mention that St. Cloud's bringing back is Spencer Meyer, big defenseman. He's going to be their captain this year. Uh, he's the soul of that team, and he's God. He's a good player. Uh, Micah Miller's another good forward. Uh, teammate of Gavin Haynes in high school, and they won that state championship in Minnesota. Perbix, uh, obviously. Is Perbix coming back? Yep, I looked Why at their roster it? today. No way. Yeah. Is he got to, he's going into, like, what, his eighth year, sixth year? I don't even know. No, dude. He had to have signed with the Wild, man. I think it's a brother, maybe. I'll Brother's look, coming back. I'll look it up. But, uh, yeah, St. Cloud's definitely going to be tough. Yeah. Rennick still between the pipes as the goalie. He's a, David Rennick, he's a damn good goalie, like we said. Like, the NCHC's got some great goaltenders. Uh, one thing of note, Mason Selquist is a freshman at St. Cloud. He's from Grand Forks, which uh, – Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite uh, the North Dakota faithful that they didn't keep a Grand Forks guy. You'd hate to see a North Dakota kid kind of light it up against UND. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. They return a lot of their decor. They're strong. Perbix is back. You were right. Perbix is back. Yeah, they're they're going to be a damn good team. They they really have not changed one bit. So they didn't lose. They literally didn't lose anybody. And then the other guy we didn't mention was Vidi Mitnin. Also came onto the scene last year as a freshman, and yeah. he's going to develop even further. Oh, definitely. Uh, so with that being said, before we uh, kind of do a brief introduction on UND and then let our conversation with the UN- University of Hockey Twitter account guy uh, do the rest, uh, let's talk about Western. Not a lot to be talked about. It's their first year without Andy Murray. I don't know who their f- head coach is. I forgot to look that up. But uh, the only name that really stands out is Ronnie Attard, Philadelphia Flyers draft pick. Uh, he was on the World Junior team. Outside of that, uh, I could see them being a cellar dweller in the NCHC. What do you guys think? I always kind of root for Western, being as though I used to live on the west side of Michigan. Yeah. So you were high, you were high on them last year. I was high on Western. You, we gave you flack, but uh, Andy Murray turned the ship around. Uh, do they have the same leadership style this year? Uh, That's to be knows? seen. That's to be seen. One thing of note is that uh, if we remember, uh, Bussy, I think his name is the goaltender. He got hurt last year in the pod, and he was out for a good portion of the season, which definitely hurt their team because he's a damn good goaltender. He's going to be back. Um, so kind of look to Western. To, I don't know if they're really going to make any noise, but I like kind of like CC. I could see them actually pulling off some sort of big upset to where like, whoa, Western beat so-and-so. I kind of, I'm in the same boat. It's kind of like I, some reason I kind of root for him, and I think it's, you know, 
they themselves have have a very good aviation program at Western Michigan. Boom. And and uh, I don't know. Part of me kind of has a soft spot for them. They're gonna suck. They're gonna be the worst. Like starting with our predictions, they'll be the bottom of the league uh, this year. But uh, yeah. That's that, my analysis. Good transition. Uh, let's quickly do. We're getting long-winded, but I don't think it's a matter for you listeners. This is all top, uh, top of the line content we're putting out here. So uh, you can't get any better. Hang on us. for all of it. Let's do our uh, each. Let's do our preseason standings before we move on to our gold medal draft, which you guys will enjoy. Um, I'm going to start because I'll let you guys prepare a little bit. I'll start from the bottom down, uh, top top down um uh, i'm gonna go with uh und i think they're gonna win the penrose again this year who they're uh, bringing in from the transfer portal will replace who they lost uh, en- enough said on that front uh and then i'm gonna go st cloud i think they're gonna be two i'm gonna go duluth three st cloud and then i'm gonna go omaha you said st cloud toys okay yeah i'm going <laughs> so after st after uh, duluth yeah then i'm going denver omaha um, and then I think Miami with Chris Bergeron, and then I'm going CC Western, and that's my uh, that's my preseason standings there. It's not bad. It's not bad. All right, I'll go. So I got I got UND one. I got Denver two. Um, I think that coronavirus is going to win them some big games. Uh, I I I don't know. I think that if you have a goalie that can win hockey games, that's that's what you need. Um, and then I'll go Clown three. Duluth four. I think Duluth has a bit of a slip this year, um, and then I'm gonna go with um, CC followed by um, Omaha, and then Western at the bottom. I like that. Yeah, um, I don't want us to be a jinx on this podcast, especially because we love seeing that Penrose Cup. I do believe that UND, Duluth, and St. Cloud are all gonna be the top three teams. Uh, so it's kind of a toss up, kind of a coin flip. I'm gonna go number one, St. Cloud number two, UND, number three, Duluth. And then after that, I also think it's another toss-up. I kind of like Omaha as much as we hate them. I kind of like Omaha to sit in that fourth row again. You said we were gonna, they were going to be fighting for home ice in the playoffs. So I'm going to go Omaha four, Denver five, and then after that, I believe CC will be six, Miami seven, and Western eight. Good rankings. There it is, and I think uh, if the NCHC plays out like it is, we're all excited for another exciting year. Excited. The pod was fun, but it's going to be nice to see fans back in the stands every single week. The pod was, starting in pod was one of its kind, awesome. though. I, I will kind of weirdly miss it. Mm-hmm. It was but every day. It was every day hockey. It was uh, optimal. It was the only hockey around. It was before NHL came back. Not only that, we couldn't even go to class, so we just had we just sat on the couch all day and watched NCHC hockey. What more can you ask for? I'm going to miss it. Uh, let's move on to our gold medal draft. Uh, Should we preview UND? We talk about UN, the UND. Team. We talk about UND with University of Hockey. Not only that, but that's all we talk about on this podcast. You guys know where we lie. Okay. Well, obviously we've done our fair share. We'll obviously uh, go game by game as we do the podcast throughout the season. But uh, yeah, look for UND to undefeated be, national champions. This yep. Year. Yep. For sure. All right. Yeah. So uh, UND, stay tuned for University of Hockey. Uh, we're going to give an in-depth look at them. Uh, let's move on to our gold medal draft. Uh, tailgate activities is the theme for this draft. Uh, with our order for this, we're going to go with the people who are most eager to draft. We're going to go Connor, Tyler, me, Snake back, and let's finish with three. All right. This might be contentious due to our conversations off the off the record, but I think the number one tailgate activity would be grilling. I think food on the grill, burgers, brats, 
Um, that's that's number one. That's family friendly. Not only, I mean that's that's in the student lot. It's in the it's in the regular person lot. It's all over. I think grilling is the number one tailgate activity. Tyler, what okay, are you gonna say? So I might have the steal of steals of all gold medal draft. I'm sure people listening to this podcast are punching their steering wheel. Listen to Connor make that first pick. Yeah. I'm gonna go. My first pick is gonna be drinking. Um, Very vague. Drinking, vague, yeah. incredibly alcohol. vague. Drinking alcoholic beverages. It, okay, you wanted me to sharpen that up a little bit. Drinking ice cold beer <laughs> at a Sunday morning, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. You go to the lot. The meat is on the grill. You're right. I don't care if you're an 80-year-old rolling into the parking lot or if you're some 18-year-old college kid, 21-year-old college kid. Yep, 21. 21. 21-year-old college kid. The one thing you have in common is that you have an ice-cold alcoholic beverage in your hand. The cool, brisk fall air, and that is what you think of when you think of tailgates, is drinking alcohol. Yeah, I agree with Connor. That's vague. Uh, you may have supported his first pick by saying that the precedent was having meat on the grill before you crack your first beer. I, I was giving him props of his first pick. Yep. Okay. okay. Uh, let's move on. Uh, my first round pick before I'll snake back in my first and second. Uh, first one will be playing bago in the oh. parking lot. Also, Are we going to get into whether we're going to call it cornhole? Okay, okay. Also okay. known as cornhole. Let's not have that. Or debate. bags. Yeah, or ba- whatever. You know, we all know the sport. It's a, a tradition playing that in tailgating lots. And, uh, you know, it's a beloved yard game around the country. Playing that in a lot with people you don't know. Uh, that's my first round pick. It's a, it's a great sport. Uh, the se- My second round pick will be... Uh, Tossing a football around. Oh, I'm gonna stay on the sub. I'm gonna stay on the same subject, and I'm gonna say tossing a football around. The it best ma- part about it tossing makes a you football around makes you think that you could be out there. Makes uh, just you took the words out of my mouth. Makes you feel like you could be out there <laughs> playing with the team. Like, hey, how come I wasn't recruited? Oh, yeah, I, that's right. I didn't play high school football. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, oh, that's but, right. But also, I'm five nine and 145 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> yeah, but my my agility is slept on. I I'm running routes out there, dodging dodging a crowded uh, tailgating lot. Uh, that that. That's my second round pick. Go ahead, Tyler. That's a good one. All right. So mine, uh, I, I, my second round pick, uh, we're going to go with beer pong. Again, on that same path as mine earlier, and uh, you might be listening to this thinking, who is this degenerate alcoholic? <laughs> on your first pick. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, a, that is a, again, family friendly. There doesn't have to be alcohol in the cups. You could just be playing. Yep. Throw them, throw them Develop balls in your cups. It's actually, it's actually more economic not to put alcohol in the cups. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead. That's All right. So for my third pick, I'm going to go with, and uh, this kind of is more relevant to a UND tailgate and me specifically, but I think that it can apply to everybody else is I'm going to say taking a lap. You take, know, you don't want to stay at your own spot the whole time. Obviously you want to, you want to be around your stuff, your grill, your, your cooler and whatever, but you got to take a lap. You got to go see who's out there, which one of your friends are there. Uh, see if you can run into people, you can make new friends. So I'm going to say at a tailgate, the second best thing to do aside from grill some burgers and, um, is going to be take a lap. All right. You're, oh, that was your last pick. Oh, that was my second pick. Yeah. For my third pick, I'm going to say that this is also a great thing to do, and this is North Dakota nice. It's going to be just giving a beer out to, to oh. someone that you've never met. You know, just, hey, mm-hmm. hey, you need a beer? Uh, specifically, obviously, last time we were at a tailgate, uh, Jose Molina was all over my backpack, so I'm going to give him a little shout-out. But, yeah, just giving a beer out. <laughs> giving a beer out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, that was a good one there, Fuchsie. And I'm going to go with my last pick is going to be 
um, walking into the football game. Like Ooh, like that man. walk that you make from the tailgate lot into the arena. So it's it's prior to the doors of the arena, but it's post leaving your tailgating spot. That walk is religious. Walking into the stadium, yeah, is definitely something that... Um, In my last walk, I had a great conversation with UND men's basketball coach, uh, Paul Sather. Love him. Stay tuned. Um, but also... Uh, my final pick, I'm going to close it out. It's Venturing into the Adult a lot. Uh, this is a student podcast, uh, we'd like to think, although I think most of our audience has graduated. But uh, <laughs> vent- Venturing out into the adult lot, getting yourself some free food if you're not grilling yourself, you know, creating some connections in the community. Uh, that's the way to do it. You know, venturing out of the student lot, you get some people who aren't, you know, shoving beer cans into their forehead. You got people who are willing to talk about the game at an educated level. Jumping up and down to an Avicii song in the back of some frat pickup. Right, yeah. So, you know, if you're looking for a change of pace, uh, if you're mixing in a water and you're like, okay, I got to mix in my water somewhere else, uh, just tell your friends, hey, I'm going to the bathroom. And uh, just wander in the adult lot, see what it's like uh, to live the uh, leisure life. And I'm sure that will be littered with uh, NDSU fans as well. I see the whole lot being electric this week. I think the whole lot will be shoulder to shoulder. I saw a picture that the uh, NDSU fans are actually going to be, like, tucked away basically by Target in the LR slot. Like, they're going to be far away from the stadium itself. So that's uh, – at least that's where the, the day or the non-season ticket holder – tailgating is going to be so that's good for them we Love can hide them away that. yeah let's hide that let's hide that away yeah yeah let's tuck them away so honorable mentions um i was gonna say watching the other uh college games going on at that time uh especially because this is gonna be an afternoon game so sometimes you'll run into some like this last saturday we were at the tailgate and i talked to this nice gentleman who was watching the cincinnati indiana game and I watched the game with him on his computer for about 30 minutes and that was a that was a joy in the adult lot, he he was actually sitting in the student lot, with but his was family. an adult. He wasn't an adult. Okay, good. To know. I would say another honorable mention that we didn't. Met, it's specifically to UND. I think it's really cool. Is the hawk walk's pretty cool? Obviously, when the boys come in on the bus and they power through, and uh, that's really cool. I got another uh, honorable mention. Very North Dakota Germanish, but uh, we mentioned beer pong and bags as games. Like Hammerschlagen is definitely a tailgate game. I was gonna say Flip Cup too is up there. Flip Cup that gets electric. You get a crowd around. You know, the pressure yeah. builds. It feels like you're kicking a game-winning kick when you got that last cup. To what about the what about meeting friends in the line for the porta potties? It's another good one. Uh, my only uh, um, honorable mention would have to be the random. Uh, let me uh, uh, preface this by saying we do not condone. Uh, any fights we see in the tailgating lot. I feel like we're probably going to witness a few of these this week, being it's uh, such a heated rivalry. But uh, if you find yourself witnessing one of those, uh, consider yourself lucky. Because that's, <laughs> <what> that, <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of the best things. It's not exactly family-friendly like some of the other things we mentioned, but uh, I think that's my only honorable mention. But I think we wrapped it up pretty good. Uh, this was a hell of an episode. Great content, boys. Uh, let's give ourselves a round of applause. Uh, we don't actually have to do that. Ooh. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Deeks Pizza, for the ability to do that. <laughs> but uh, with with that being said, let's move it on to Brady Leach. And then after him, University of Hockey. Enjoy and love you guys. Love you guys. Fuck the bison. All right, Sulis, for the second Sulite episode in a row, we bring on our UND football correspondent slash UND football alum, former kicker Brady Leach. Brady, what's going on? You ready to talk some NDSU versus UND football? Absolutely, boys. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, I had a great time the first go around and uh, no better week to hop back on. 
we got a big week ahead of us. Uh, some might say it could be uh, one of the biggest weekends in Grand Forks, depending on what happens in the game. But, I mean, we got a concert Friday, hockey's back, NDSU's in town. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. I'll tell you what, uh, Grand Forks might burn to the ground if everything goes according to plan and uh, according to how Sioux Light listeners want uh, things to go this weekend. Uh, so uh, for the listeners that don't know, how many uh, NDSU games uh, were you a part of as a player? Uh, two? Three? Yep, I was a part of two the first year. I played in that game. Then this past year, uh, I was dealing with some injuries. I was on the sideline for that one. Um, but, yeah, the first, uh, first one I played in, I think that was, what, 20... 2019 I think so yep what's the what's the attitude like in the locker room then leading up to a huge rivalry game like this like it has to just be different than any other week right I mean yeah I mean you try to treat every week the same um and I know people will say that in the media but uh you it's it's definitely different when you got a team like NDSU uh you're going up against um especially I mean we're 70 miles north uh that rivalry is going to continue to grow that's the nice thing about the Missouri Valley uh We'll be playing them every single year. They'll be they'll be in the Alaris Center more, and so yeah, definitely a different mindset, um, especially with a lot of North Dakota kids on the team. Um, we don't like NDSU, so yeah. And you mentioned before the pod, you were telling us how you there's not a single person in this world that hates NDSU more than you. You grew up on the other side of the river in Moorhead. Uh, just kind of talk about uh, talk about the hatred that UND football has for NDSU. Like, yeah, it's a rivalry, but is there is there respect there, or is it is it hate? I mean, you, you got to give them credit. They, they have a great football yep. program, and I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. So, I mean, I'll give them credit. They're, they're a great program. But um, I'll kind of talk about where my hatred for them kind of stems from. I mean, yeah, like you said, I grew up in Moorhead um, and kind of going in middle school, high school. I mean, that's kind of when they started making their run. And, I mean, everywhere you go, it's buys and this, buys and that. Uh, give us Alabama. And I'm like, these fans really can't think that that is a, a possibility that you're going to take down Alabama, but they truly believe that. Um, and that's, that's where, where it comes from is mainly, mainly the fan base. Um, but no, I mean, I can't stand them. I want the boys to take them down. Um, and then we got to build off it and keep doing it every year. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I want to talk about Bubba Schweiger. I mean, everybody loves the guy. Great guy. I wanted to know, take me inside the locker room. What is he going to tell the boys before they run out onto the field, all right? Bring me in the locker room. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, I'm not going to get too detailed, but uh, Bubba doesn't swear a whole lot. But, I mean, he's going to be he's gonna be pretty colorful with the pregame speech <laughs> yes. in this one. So. Yeah, it, it, this, like, this, game, this week means more than others, so he'll be colorful with this one for sure. And uh, as Connor referenced before we were talking on the podcast, I mean, just previous conversations, he didn't reference this in particular, but uh, – UND is going to have a special guest uh, give them a speech on Friday night before the game to pump them up. Uh, it could be similar to the speech we heard on the last episode of Sue Light. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, my, my good buddy Hunter Pinky, he was on the podcast with us last time. Um, he said it on the podcast. He's coming back for NDSU weekend. Uh, he'll be in Grand Forks Friday night. Uh, he's got some stuff he's got to do, but he uh, he's going to give a speech to the boys, and uh, he's going to get that, uh, that locker room fired up and uh, – I'm excited. I'll be hanging out with them before the game tomorrow, and then uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Hoka. Hey. <laughs> hey all right. Well, <laughs> it's caught good. me a little off guard, but I like that. There we go. <laughs> we'll get a little into scheme here. Like obviously, last in the spring when UND played NDSU, they kind of just ran all over us, especially with the ground game. Um, 
just reading some Tom Miller articles and other different media correspondence, it seems as though UND's defense is really set going. There was a couple Jalen Morrison quotes that were awesome that were kind of getting me fired up. How do you see the boys preparing for that big-time run game that NDSU is obviously going to try to try to do again since it worked a couple months ago? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we, we lost a guy like Graham DeVore on the, on the defensive line, but we got guys uh, – filling the roles and Jalen Morrison, he's a great leader. Uh, he was actually one of my sweet mates in the dorm. So I love Jalen to death. Uh, he's going to, he's going to lead that line and, and we're going to punch him in the mouth. I know I remember going back to the spring and uh, that fullback, I don't think, I think he was injured or something. And this was his first game back. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? And he ran just all over us. But uh, no, the boys are certainly going to be ready. Uh, I think it helped. I mean, we go out to Utah state and play an FBS team. Uh, they got some bigger dudes, so uh, I think just kind of carrying that over, playing playing an old line in a in a program like that, I think will will definitely help us going into this game. Yeah, and that was kind of the big story coming out of the game last year was that you know we couldn't really stop the run, and then I think it was Lubke came in. It was that fullback's name. Who cares? Yeah, and he came in and kind of ran all over. But I think that they'll make the defensive adjustments. What do you think they're going to look for? on the offensive side of the ball where they had success against Utah State, obviously a more talented, better team. Um, do, they, do you think they stay with that same philosophy? Do they think they go back to kind of that ground game with Otis Weah? I mean, I definitely think a big part of this game will be Otis and, and the O-line. and that, I mean, that whole running back core. I mean, we got, we got three guys that can run the ball very well, but I, I think definitely establishing the run, um, just to open up the explosiveness from Danny Freund. I mean, you guys see it every single week. His playbook uh, we, is gorgeous. Three, three times in a row, and then here we go. Play action, we're slinging it. And so definitely got to get the ground game established just to kind of open up that pass game more. But I think uh, I think Freund's going to have some tricks up his sleeve. I mean, we've seen him do it uh, throughout, so – we we love elephant nuts, Danny over here. I mean, oh. he's a, he's a hell of an offensive coordinator. And Big he, old balls. And, uh, you know, he's very reminiscent of like Boise State's uh, old school playbook. He he's just uh, who you want as an offensive coordinator. Uh, I want to talk about the home field advantage that UND is going to have this week. It's their first time playing NDSU since uh, the early two thousands. I don't remember the last two thousand three. Uh, two thousand three, uh, UND won the last time. It will be a packed Alara Center. It's already sold out. I mean, what type of advantage do you think that gives uh, UND this upcoming Saturday? I mean, I, it's certainly going to be a big factor of the game. I think uh, I saw something on Twitter. I think we have the fourth longest home win streak in the FCS. And so, uh, I mean, statistically, we've played better at home. Um, I was at the Drake game a few weeks ago, and I mean, I think there's 11,000 there. I mean, a game we were favored by like 32 points, so there was still a good crowd. And so um, I think the city of Grand Forks, uh, Sioux Country, I think they're going to be there. They're going to be backing the boys up. And uh, the Alaris Center is going to be rocking. We're going to see a record attendance for uh, UND football this weekend, and, and I'm excited for it. It's got me jazzed up. I mean, Sioux Country, I mean, this region absolutely lives and dies for Sioux football. And uh, we're ready to roll. Um, uh, the tailgate's going to be electric, too. I'd imagine you're going to be in the building on Saturday. I'm right? Uh, absolutely. I'm uh you know, I, I have Eric Church tickets. I don't think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to take the night off, and I'm going to be ready to go for Saturday morning. Yeah, I have you and me tickets. too, brother. You got to you got to take care of yourself first. Absolutely. I I have season tickets. I'm second row, right behind the NDSU sideline, so they're going to hear me. Oh yeah, they better. That's how <laughs> we don't know you're there. We were talking. We got a. We might have to cut the tailgate short and get in line just so we can get in the front row and yell some things at the. We obviously won't say them on the podcast what we're planning to planning to say, but yell some things at the NDSU sideline. One big thing I want to ask you: you love the special teams. 
I love the special teams. My favorite guys on on the planet Earth. Um, any? Uh, do you think any fake punts, fake field goal, any any kind of tricks on the special teams ends that could maybe get pulled out of the sleeve? I mean, you never know. I know. I mean, pretty much every college football team they're gonna they're gonna have something uh, in their playbook for that week. And uh, I mean, you just got to kind of play the scenarios and see what happens. Um, so we'll see. I mean, my my guy Sean Costich. He, uh, I truly believe he's one of the best special teams coordinators in the country. No, you're not going to see a guy put more time into something. Uh, he studies it. I honestly, he's, pr- he's probably been watching this NDSU tape since July. I mean, this guy doesn't sleep. Uh, he, he lives uh, UND football. And so uh, I got all the faith in him. I'm pumped. All right. I got a question. You got, you got me going to uh, talk about coaches putting in work. I love that. Um, what did this week of practice look like? For the guys, are they going harder? Are they running more? Is the practice, or is it the same kind of layout that you would expect every week? Um, this last week. No, that's a, that's a good question, um, and I can kind of just think good back question. to previous years. This year, um, this year's a little different. I mean, we had a bye week last week, so did NDSU, and so, I mean, I'm I'm so excited. I mean, each team had two weeks to prepare for this, and you know the. Uh, the mentality for both teams. And I mean, the energy in practice is definitely different guys, guys know when they're going to practice, when they got a big game like NDSU coming up. Uh, I certainly think the music's been cranked, cranked in there in the, the Pollard center for practice. And so the boys are going to be ready. I want to know uh, what your scouting report looks like for NDSU. Which players are you most scared of on offense, defense, and special teams? Who are their weapons that uh, UND fans should be uh, kind of covering their eyes? I mean, on the offensive side, they got a uh, Christian Watson at receiver. I think he's a senior now. He's put up uh, pretty impressive numbers. I'm sure he's going to be a guy that'll probably uh, do some combines, maybe get a shot in the NFL sometimes. So, I mean, a guy like him, we're certainly going to need to lock him down. I know uh, Phoenix Sproles, another top receiver there, is think he's coming off an injury and he'll be back. And so, I mean, the offense, they, they always got guys that are explosive. Obviously, we saw the fullback do it to us last year. And so just kind of not overlooking anybody. Everybody's just got to kind of stick to their assignment and uh, and do what they need to do. So uh, as far as the defense goes, um, I know I, I don't know any specific names on defense, but they usually got some big, big farm guys. Uh, right. <laughs> online, yeah. so yep. We need that old line to uh, to move them. Yeah, and I think uh, what you said about their uh, wide receiver weapons will really put our secondary, which I think we consider a strength on the defense, will really put them to the test, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got a quick little – so talking about scouting, and this is kind of going back to uh, to me being behind NDSU. Um, pretty much I, – I think I did it this past spring, but I, I wrote up like a three-page Word doc. I got pictures of every single specialist on the other team kicker, punter, long snapper, anybody that was going to be at that game, I found out every single piece of information I could about them. Their girlfriend's name. Their What's mother's the girlfriend's name. name of the kicker? I, see, I haven't done it for this week. I'm not going to be on the sideline, but uh, I mean. Hey, we don't want to no, get anybody in trouble. We got to keep that one under wraps. Huh? Off the air, we need we need the name. All right. So hey, 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 everybody does Peace it. Out I mean, to it, uh, all right? Hey, our, our tight ends, I know. I mean, they got to gotta research a, a linebacker. Anything that's going to give you an edge. I mean, that's part of the game. It's it's the mental aspect of the game. I mean, it's in every single sport that you see. And so, hey, they got to be prepared for stuff like that. That's the stuff that our listeners probably aren't aware about. I mean, we know you guys watch film like it's part of your guys' uh, academic curriculum, but uh, also learning about your opponents, some uh, weaknesses. Pers- yeah, yeah, about, uh, you know, their life a little bit and what kind of can get at them a little bit. And you get that mental edge a little bit. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, Absolutely. You think we can look to see some uh, some guys getting in each other's faces in this game? Maybe maybe saying some shit back and forth to them, or are they going to keep it clean on the field? 
You know, I mean, there's there's always going to be talking, especially in a rivalry game like this. Uh, you you work your ass off, and uh, you you want to win. And so everybody's competitive side is going to come out. But uh, I know I know Coach Schweigert, and he's gonna he's gonna keep our guys uh, on the right side of things. We don't need any dumb penalties. That's going to give them any sort of advantage. So, um, I got a question about the quarterback, Tommy Schuster. Um, is he is that dude just ice cold or what? Like every time you see yeah. him play, he's just no emotion. He does not have dude. a single smile in his body, does he? No, dude, he's a stone cold killer. The guy doesn't like he's so chill. I mean, and he's like that, like to any guy on the team. Like he won't say anything unless you say something to him. Like he just kind of keeps to himself, just always chill. But then he just goes out there and he just balls out, and that's that's what I love about him. I mean, he's not the the flashy guy. He's not going to be wearing chains or like any type of anything. I mean, he's just going to go out there and ball. And so I love that. Love that for my quarterback. All right, Brady, in your prediction this week, who's going to be the hero for UND? Who's going to be the guy that's going to be the game changer, whether it's on offense, defense, special teams? Uh, who's going to be the hero this week? I got to go with my boy, Brock Boltman. I mean, maybe, maybe he throws Brock a touchdown star. pass. Maybe he runs one. Maybe he catches it. Who knows? He can do it all. He's the Taysom Hill of our team. Uh, he does everything, and so I'm thinking Brock. He's he's uh, coming off an injury. We saw him in in pretty much all the games this year, and he's looking good. So I got to go with him. And Danny Freund will find a way to scheme him up somehow. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And, and before we depart, Brady, I think um, uh, this is a tough act to follow, but I want you to pump up our listeners for this upcoming game. Uh, put us in the locker room. Um, uh, we don't expect you to live up to Hunter's performance on the last episode, but we want you to put us in the locker room here and pump us up for this game here? Oh, boy. I mean, I, I I did this with my specialist group each of the times I was at NDSU. And, uh, you know, being there, the emotions are going, and it's a little easier. But um, so I don't know. I don't know how much I can give you right now. But, I mean. You don't have to it, put the emotion into it. The emotion doesn't need to be there. I We know that you're, at, you know, at a complex or a household where you might need to keep the volume low for the puppies or whatever. But um, uh, just what words are you saying to the specialist before you're running out on the field? What needs to be heard? They, I mean, everybody needs to, to know. And I'm going to say one swear word, and I know there will probably be some family members of mine, mine uh, listening to this, so warning. Um I mean, fuck the Bison, man. Come on. Played it simple. Yeah, hey, their their run's done. Uh, there's not one D1 football team in North Dakota. There's two. Uh, the flagship university. We're going to take over this rivalry, and it's going to happen for years to come. So fuck the Bison. Starts, the starts right here. Horns down. Horns down, baby. Hey, th- thanks for coming on, Brady. You're our football uh, correspondent. We appreciate you, and uh, we look forward Score to Score prediction. Score prediction. All right, score prediction. Um, I think it's going to be uh, – I wouldn't say high scoring, but I don't I don't think it's going to be too, a defensive battle. I think each team's going to have some creativity on offense and there's going to be some touchdowns. I'm going to go 31-24 to 24 UND. Ooh, okay, think, let's go. I think it's going to be tied going into the fourth quarter, and I think the boys are going to pull it off. All right, I I love that prediction. Let's go all the way around. Fuchs, me, Tyler, let's all give our predictions here right now. Um, Tyler, go first. All right, I'm going to agree with Brady that there's going to be a lot of offense in this game, and I believe it's going to come down to a game-winning kick. And I think that us as fans, we need to do our research on that uh, kicker, NDSU, getting his head on the sidelines. It's like a Fargo kid, right? 
Yeah, he is. He's so he, Shanley. He so actually he hate graduated him the same year I did. So we hate him even more. I played oh, football dude, against he, him in high school. Hey, he's, he's actually a good dude. I, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I but we need to get his head because he's going to have a kick to tie the game, send it in overtime. All right. Final score. UND 31, NDSU 28. Ooh, yeah, us having some background information will help with that as well. He misses it wide left. Yep, and I, I think um, I'll agree with you guys here. It's going to be um, uh, offense will play a huge part, but I think uh, UND is going to score a defensive touchdown that will make the difference in this game, and I think the final score will be 27-17 to 17, UND. Ooh. All right, hand up, not a football guy, but I think that the final score is going to be UND 24, NDSU 13. I think that they get two. I think that NDSU gets one touchdown. This Fargo kid maybe makes a couple field goals. But uh, Tommy Two Gloves, Tommy whatever we're gonna call him, Tommy Schuster, cold blooded killer. He's gonna he's gonna have a day. So that's my final prediction. All right, let's hope that uh, we didn't just jinx the boys here. We're all rooting for the Sioux football on Saturday, of course, and uh, let's make the Laris loud. Thanks for coming on. Yep, thanks for having me, boys. Fuck the bison. Fuck the bison. Let's go. Have a good night. Thank you. All right, see you guys. See you, Leach. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to welcome a very, very special guest to our podcast. He is a reoccurring guest, one of the original guests on the Sioux Light podcast. He goes by the alias of the University of Hockey, runs the legendary Twitter page, University of Hockey. Please welcome to the podcast, University of Hockey. Love to have you. Gentlemen, good to see you again. Nice to talk to you. You know, it's that time of the year. Tyler said it. And uh, when we look to have a season preview and we want to have a full analysis, what the fans are thinking, uh, we can talk to Brad Schlossman. We have that access. Not a big deal. But we, we look <laughs> he talk, to... He speaks for the fans. Yep. He speaks for the fans. So we turn to you, University of Hockey. We'll leave it at that with uh, your name. But uh, let's get into it. How excited are you for Saturday, the exhibition game, and the hockey season getting started up? Yeah, I'm jacked. Um, can't wait to get some real hockey going. Um, full, full stands, full Ralph, and uh, not have to be in a pod. Um, not start in December, start when we're supposed to at the beginning of October. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I can't even uh, put a name to it. I'm pretty excited. Uh, and I think it's going to be a fun team to watch. So let's get right into it. The biggest difference this year, obviously there's a lot of differences this year, but the biggest thing for us as fans is going to be that we're going to have a packed Ralph. How stoked are you to be in the Ralph packed Ralph? Um, and then I guess kind of going back to when we were talking about your alias, like are you going to take the sunglasses off the Ralph and reveal yourself to fans, or are you gonna you gonna stay low key? Uh, well, as far as the packed Ralph, I'm I'm <laughs> ecstatic for it. I remember last year in the frozen face off, it was uh, it was about as electric as it got all year, and that was with, with maybe five thousand fans. It felt full. so. Yeah, yeah, it felt full. But imagine twelve thousand fans for that same game. It would be. Uh, you know, the, the roof might blow off the place. So um, as far as my alias, uh, I, I don't really think I'm that big of a deal. So I'm not really thinking about it too much, honestly. Yeah, it is. I a, got a couple. Go, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I was going to say, I got a couple people who kind of figured it, figured out who I am through a few different things. So it's kind of funny to you're like, oh, no way. I didn't know you did that. But no, it's not not too big of a deal. People who you're close to who had no idea, like uh, you're talking to them on a weekly basis and they're just like, wow, had no idea. He's like Batman. And then all of a sudden they know you're wearing that cape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so- something like that, except uh, 
instead of going to fight crime, I drink a lot of Coors Lights and tweet, uh, you know, tweet the swear words at NCHC or something. <laughs> hey, don't we all? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I got a question for you going back to last year. And like I said, you speak for the fans. All right. And approximately what month did you get over that Duluth loss? I mean, it took me at least until football started this year, probably until I stopped thinking about it on a daily basis. Uh, to be honest, I might get over it when we win our next national championship. That was <laughs> there. It is. That was terrible. That was I, heartbreaking. I I don't even really have the words for that, but that that was a tough loss. Um, it was almost. I don't think it was quite as bad as the Michigan loss in the in Minneapolis in the Frozen Four, but it was really really close. How would you rank it up against uh, 0.6 seconds the Gophers in the Frozen Four? Um. Honestly, I put the point six like probably below both of those because our team kind of scratched and clawed our way to that semifinal game. It hurt, don't get me wrong, but that's probably like the third worst loss for me. The the Michigan one hurt the most. Last year's is probably second, and the Gophers might be third, the point six. Plus, them losing in the national championship game really made me feel a lot better. If they had won, it might be first. That's a good assessment of heartbreak for uh, Sioux hockey history, at least uh, post-2000 right there. Um, yeah. uh, I, enough with the heartbreak, though. Uh, let's look ahead for a hopeful future, we hope, uh, for this upcoming season. There's a lot of new faces, a mixture of transfer portal guys and freshmen. Uh, which guys are you most looking forward to watching who weren't on the team last year? Um, you know, there's there's so many new guys. The the two guys from the WCHA, well, the two leading scorers from last year, I believe it's Calder and man, I'm going to forget their names. Uh, Ashton Calder. And there's one other guy from Jandrick? Bowling Green. No. Jandrick, maybe Connor, no, Ford. He's Con- Connor Ford, Connor Ford. There you go. Um, those two guys, I think they're going to contribute immediately. They're not going to be um, freshmen. You know, they're not going to look like deer in the headlights out there. Um, and then Zach Driscoll. I-, I don't think it can be overstated how important it was that we got him to kind of trans transition us from, Adam Shield to the next next step of uh, whoever our goalie is going to be going forward. Yeah, I yeah. guess w- one question on the goaltenders: Were you surprised? Obviously, none of us were really surprised that Adam Shield went pro, but were you surprised to see uh, Peter Tomei transfer to St. Thomas at all and leave the program? Um, I was, yeah, I was surprised. I have a feeling there's some sort of conversation there um, that he he might have to compete or he might have to be behind. Um, Driscoll I don't remember what the timing is was on all that but I think there might have been something where like hey you might still be the backup so and he's looking for starter minutes he's looking to kind of show what he can do uh, and I think St. Thomas is going to be good for him and I'll definitely be cheering for him he's a great dude yeah Tommy is the best and and I think that he deserves to kind of go there and get his shine like play Friday Saturday night with really nobody kind of trying to get at his job question for you is is about that transfer portal that happened this this off season and it was a lot of fun following that like the, it was like free agency i loved it um <laughs> yeah. i don't think that will continue as strictly kind of a covid deal but mm-hmm. if going forward would you like to see that kind of transfer rule continue uh, and follow that or do you like the you recruit the guys and they stay on your team um I like it if we get the guys that we want, but not if people leave our program. No, I think um, – I actually think it, it kind of – the cream rises to the top there. So, 
if you're running a good program, people want to play for you. You don't have to be a blue blood. You don't have to be a Michigan and North Dakota. Even if you're, you know, a team in the WCHA that runs a good program, I don't think guys are going to necessarily leave you um, if they like playing for you. Um, this one was a little bit different because you had guys that were aging out. They're in the end of their fifth year. Their team doesn't have spots for them because they have freshmen coming in. Well, North Dakota happens to have everybody going to the pros. Um, so we had a spot for them and they know they could showcase what they got and maybe take one crack at getting into the NHL at that point. Yeah, you know, I think uh, it's who knows what that landscape's going to look like in the future in terms of the transfer portal. Um, I think it's a net positive for UND. Uh, like you said, mm -hmm. UND loses a lot of people to the pros, so it's nice to be able to fill in with people who aren't freshmen, like you said earlier. Uh, right no. now, I kind of want to know, who do you think will be the top three scorers this season? My top, my anticipated top three is uh, Gaber, Calder, and uh, Sanderson. Uh, what, what do you think the top three scorers will be this year for UND? Yeah, just off the top, Gaber and Sanderson were my two. Um, I feel like Hayne might step it up. I, I think he's got uh, a lot to prove, and I think he's uh, got a lot of potential if he gets some top-line minutes. Um, so kind of a dark horse, but I'll throw Hayne in there. I think he could put up some points if he gets with the right line. Yeah, he's kind of a lunatic too, so we'd like to see him. Uh, <laughs> Dale. Dale. They go, he goes by Dale. Yeah. I guess that kind of transfers in. You kind of already answered the question that I had for you, but I can, I'm still going to ask it. Who that was on the team last year that did not leave that is returning this year, uh, are you looking to either hopeful that they make a big jump? Obviously you said Gavin Hayne, or do you kind of see them as being like, oh, this guy's going to step into a – a top six role or a top scoring role? Yeah, I think Gavin Hayne with his motor, he's just going to be a disruptor out there. Um, guy's not returning, but the guys coming from the WCHA, I think they're going to, they'd probably pair well with Hayne just as kind of like, a, um, you know, they play heavy hockey in the WCHA. They're kind of used to that type of game. So I, I don't think they'd have any problem getting in there with Gavin Hayne and, um, you know, making it a little bit difficult for the opponent. Um, some sort of heavy line with those combinations, but I, I think Hayne's got to make the biggest step for us to be, uh, you know, like a frozen four team or, you know, expect to be there come April. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, people will make a big jump and that's uh, what we need people to do as we lose a lot of people to the pros, obviously. Um, uh, I'm kind of curious moving on from UND season preview. Um, uh, what teams in the NCHC, obviously St. Cloud played in the national championship last year, loaded conference to SEC of college hockey. We'll say that till we die. Um, uh, but which teams are you most afraid of? I mean, we're going to be playing everybody this year. Uh, which teams are you most afraid of? Which teams do you think will actually surprise people in the NCHC this year too? Um, so St. Cloud just going to be, really good. I mean, they bring in everybody back. Anything short of a frozen four for them is a failure. Um, not that they can't do it. They have done it before. They've choked many times. Um, but they should have a completely loaded team. I Without Hrenek, I mean, they still got their goalie back. They got almost everybody back besides their seniors. So they got, they'll, they'll choke, though. Rennick is back. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Oh, yeah. So Rennick's back. Um, and you're probably right. They They've choked many times. Last year was the first time that they hadn't lost to an Air Force or an RPI or um, RIT. I forget what the initials were that they lost to. But Are you pro or anti the Chirp St. Clown University? Do you think that's out of bounds or is it fair play? Oh, no, that's a great one. I mean, it's family friendly. Uh, I think St. Clown's perfect. Family friendly. Family uh, friendly. We got a little yeah. we got a little heat on uh, Twitter during the national championship game, and we were tweeting that from UND fans, which was kind of sad to see. Hi. and. I don't know. Apparently, we weren't being sportsmanlike, but uh, 
Um, I'm pretty sure when they they lost to us, I tweeted some picture, a GIF of a clown car or something. When they're uh, so, I'm right there with you. I think it's a, I think it's a great one. Are you going to Nashville? Yep, yeah, going to Nashville uh, with uh, my wife, a couple of buddies that I've watched do hockey with forever, um, and my parents are going too. So yeah, there's a pretty good contingent of us going down there, and I know a lot of other people too. Um, just in Grand Forks, are heading down. With the whole fan base kind of going down there, obviously we're expecting the entire Bridgestone Arena to be green, but um, what do you think is the best thing about UND going to these destination games for the fans? Obviously a lot of people are going to be going from the North Dakota area, but just fans from around the country. Like, What makes UND so special and what makes those destination games so special in your eyes? Um, just showing how much we support our team and our college and how, kind of, uh, how big of a deal UND hockey is to us. And I mean – you get recruits seeing that too. You get um, other fan bases seeing that. Um, it just kind of shows that we're the premier fan base in college hockey and um, nobody else really holds a candle to us. I mean, we're in, I was in Madison square garden. I tell this story all the time um, and we're walking down the streets and we run walking down the streets of Manhattan and we're running to people we know from Grand Forks, stop and talk to them for a half an hour. And it's like, Manhattan's not a small place. And um, there's so many fans there. I think there's maybe 8,000 people from Grand Forks north dakota fans that made the trip so you're gonna run into somebody you know yeah you know those destination games are great and we'll be in nashville so hopefully we'll uh bump into you there as you mentioned Uh, it's a big place but uh, we'll bump into you unlike most people out there uh, we know what you look like not to intimidate you in any fashion but uh, if we if we bump into you we might call you out in front of a crowd but uh no, no problem uh, getting into um, uh, University of Hockey, how much would it take for uh, someone to say, hey, I want that title, I want it on the Twitter page? Uh, we're not saying we want to do it by any means, but say some uh, very ambitious person out there was like, hey, I'll give you $500 for that Twitter page. Would you take that? No. Yeah, it'd have to be a lot more than that. <laughs> okay, got, <laughs> yeah. got it. Five, $500 doesn't get me too excited. <laughs> no, that doesn't even pay for your season tickets. No, no. <laughs> Well, I guess uh, we're probably getting close to wrap it up here, but I, I do have a question for you. Uh, you had mentioned before the podcast you won't be in the Ralph on Saturday for the exhibition game because your buddy decided that he wanted to get married on UND Hockey Game Day, which is – personally, I think that's messed up. But uh, yeah, It's an exhibition, though. It's an exhibition, but that doesn't matter. They're all real games. Yeah. <laughs> um, what uh, This year in the Ralph, like what's your go-to? What, what are you drinking in the Ralph this year? Well, now I've heard we can have liquor in our seats. Um, it's kind of fair game. So, um, you know, might start with a vodka Red Bull before going on to beers at this point because you got to get the energy going, got to get a little yep. ramped up, and then the beers to calm me back down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You got to get good and like, good and like uh, wired first and then just level out there. Yep. As yeah. If, as if yeah, Phil Collins do. doesn't do that enough for you, you got to mix in the, <laughs> you gotta mix in the Red Bull. Well, can we yeah, count yeah. on your uh, live tweets of the hockey game on Saturday? Um, I know you'll be at the wedding, but you know you got to have some way to watch a game because that makes UND hockey or live tweets or or just refer to your followers and say follow Sue Light for live updates. Mm. I am inactive. Oh. We could be <laughs> like sis- sister accounts, kind of like sister yeah. cities, Grand Forks, East Grand Forks. Only thing we can yeah, say about might- that: we got a long day on Saturday. We got a tailgate for the NDSU football game too. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who, who knows Good how luck there. we, we how- might let people down on that front. <laughs> We'll see what happens, how we play it by ear. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know what, University of Hockey, we thank you for joining us. It's always great to chat with you. We love running into you at the Ralph and interacting with you on Twitter. You have a 
an enormous following as it goes by fan accounts, especially in the NCHC, all those other schools that have fan accounts, they kind of, they kind of envy you a little bit. So we love chatting with you and uh, go Sue. Yeah. Go Sue. Thanks guys. Go Sue. Hey, thanks a lot. Mm-hmm.